Hello, my beautiful beanies, and welcome to The Bean for Thursday. First with yesterday's news, I am Glenn ZB. We're looking back at Wednesday. Um, Trevor Mallard's last day as Speaker. Does that make it his first day as our Ambassador Ireland? Not sure. Tupperware no more in New Zealand. And Consumer uh, has tried to figure out which is the best toilet paper and failed, I think. Uh, but before any of that, the protest that was a bit of a damp squib. As for the hands off our children placards, what hands are on whose children? There's a lack of clarity in the messaging. Shouting freedom and enough is enough. Freedom from what? Masks? Look, I agree with them on that front. You know, we do need to move on from the traffic light and the mask mandates. The rest of the world has. Uh, but I don't think we have no freedom because of that. And I don't think this is the way to go about getting rid of them. Other chants included beehive bullies must go. Government must go. Trevor Mallard must go too, apparently. Well, he's already off anyway to his cushy wee number in Ireland. But Brian Tamaki wanted his wife Hannah to have that job. Like I said, a lot of mixed messages. Uh, so they were calling for a snap election. They held a people's court to charge the government with crimes against humanity. Then Tamaki announced his new umbrella political party, and then they all just dispersed relatively peacefully by middle of the afternoon. So let's hope that's the end of it. I mean, I didn't appreciate them blocking the motorways in Auckland the other week and cutting off traffic to Newmarket. I'm sure Wellingtonians didn't appreciate the disruption they endured either. And that's actually the nub of all this. It really doesn't affect the politicians at all. They just carry on about their business. They just carried on with their work yesterday expelling Sharma. But it did affect commuters and students and local businesses. All that people's courts and trying to get the Prime Minister locked up is not effective protesting. It's just a group of disgruntled people letting off steam. Yeah, I, I do wonder if there's an argument to be made for government-funded um, smash rooms. Is that what they call those? You know, those places where you can go and you just smash up stuff? Crockery and you can get a sledgehammer and break up old TVs and just get it out of your system. That might be useful. Um... Maybe if Trevor Mallard had had access to something like that, some of this weird stuff he's engaged in in recent years wouldn't have happened. Um, is Kerry sorry to see him go? It'd be a gorgeous one to have. London, New York, Ireland, you know, Dublin. Fabulous. And he gets rewarded not because he's the best person for the job, but because he's been a loyal lackey to Jacinda Ardern and previous Labour leaders before her. He brings no diplomatic skills to the job. All he gets is because his nose has been in the trough from day one, and there it has stayed. I mean, it's hardly a meritocracy, is it? It wasn't under Helen Clark, to be fair, either. She overly rewarded buffoons and idiots. And I suppose that's not just Labour, that's that's the nature of politics. Because there are so many knives out to get you, you reward your allies if you're in a position to do so. And that's exactly what's been done. Poor Ireland. Poor, poor country. As if it hasn't suffered enough. As I say, the only good thing about Trevor Mallard going to Ireland 
is that Trevor Mallard is going to Ireland. Uh, yeah, I mean, uh, who cares? It's not like, yeah, we need somebody to forge better relations between New Zealand and Ireland. I think our relations with Ireland are pretty solid, aren't they? I don't, I don't think he's going to risk them, is he? I don't know. Who understands how any of this stuff works? Uh, meanwhile, our relations between us and Tupperware have come to an end. Uh, if you want it, you've got to go to Australia now, apparently. I don't know what's happening. Because I myself have held a Tupperware party. There wouldn't be many radio announcers that could say that. Must have been 1998. Anyway. So plenty of you out there will have been Tupperware hostesses. Because it was the original kind of home sale pyramid thing. I can't think of many others. There was Tupperware and there was Avon. One was makeup, one was pastel coloured plastic. I'll tell you what, though, you want to get on Trade Me and start looking for Tupperware because it'll go through the roof. In fact, I might do that myself. And I'll tell you my key to buying stuff on Trade Me, right? Here's what I do on Trade Me. This is my Trade Me hack. I'm giving you all my secrets for free tonight. I feel in a very generous mood. If you're on Trade Me and you want to buy stuff like Tupperware, the best way to do it is to misspell it. And then you'll get the stuff that no one else bids on. I don't know how you'd misspell, t- mis- misspell Tupperware, probably with a Tupperware. Anyway. Um, I'd sort of forgotten that Tupperware was a thing, to be perfectly honest. Don't we? We all just buy Sistema now, don't we? No, no, I haven't heard anybody talking about Tupperware for years. I guess that's why... Anyway, apparently there are even jokes about Tupperware. They do little party games and you can win stuff at these Tupperware parties. Oh, right. And so um, I had to tell... or well, we all had to tell a joke. And so... I won it based on the joke that I told. What did you tell? Why did the walrus go to the Tupperware party? I don't know. Why did the walrus go to the Tupperware party? To see if he can find a tight seal. (laughs) 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 Happy days. Happy days. (laughs) (laughs) I should have seen that coming. But I didn't. Oh, that's not right. No. I don't get it. It's 3.30. <laughs> so uh, so Tupperware is gone. Just announced after 50 years they're pulling out of New Zealand. Yeah, that's... that's <laughs> I still think about that well, joke. They pulled out. <laughs> wow. Okay. So, bit of double entendre Wednesday with Cy and James yesterday afternoon. Pretty risque stuff for 3.30 in the afternoon. Um... The kids are out of school then, you know. Ooh, the complaints will be flooding in about that. Uh, we're going to have a bit of toilet talk now, just to really make things worse. Well, toilet paper talk, actually. I, I, I actually, weirdly, I never watch Fair Go, but I did this week. My father-in-law's staying, and for some reason you have to watch terrestrial television when the father-in-law stays. Um, I don't know why 
I don't know why when, when they come to stay, we have to watch normal TV. We never watch normal TV. We only ever watch streaming TV. But when father-in-law comes, we've got to watch Country Calendar. got to watch Fair Go. You've got to watch the news. My life's just a misery this week. How are you actually testing? What are you testing for? Um, so we asked consumers what they value in toilet paper. And most people came back and said, we want something that's really soft. Um, but So we included that, and that's one of the, the main criteria. But we also look at... Um, at how well the, the, the sheets separate, um, how well it dissolves in our aging sewage systems. And the thing I don't want to talk about is the poke through test. You know, how, how, how did, did you do that? Did you do that? Um, we did it in a lab using um, lab yeah. equipment. So, um, yeah, Good. it didn't get messy. <laughs> you, know, I found, geez, you know, I found interesting is how much shorter some roles are than others. Absolutely. And then, you know, the thing that amazed me, because I'm, I'm, I'm one of those serial buyers of the long rolls, but it turns out the long rolls aren't necessarily longer than the normal rolls. Um, so the rolls varied from about 16 metres in length to 40 metres in length. But the long rolls were, um, you know, 20, 20, 25 to 40 metres. So there's no consistency there at all. How do you mean, a li- can you actually see it with your eyes? Like if you look at it, could you see, okay, that, that roll's quite fat, so it's got a lot more on it, and that one's a skinny one, so it hasn't got much. Yeah, it's pretty deceptive because um, the long rolls tend to be packed quite tightly. Um, so oh. they don't look that much bigger, but the paper's actually quite packed on quite quite tightly. And some of them are two-ply, some of them are three-ply. So, yeah, it's really hard to tell unless you do, you know, we, we basically got all the rolls, unrolled them, and then measured the length of them. I um, I don't understand why more people aren't talking about the fact that you can't get cottonelle anymore, which was obviously the, the best toilet paper you could get. It was like, as, as Sir Paul Holmes used to often say, it was like having your bottom in butter. He wasn't, I don't think he was actually talking about toilet paper when he used to say that. He seemed to use that expression for all sorts of things. But that's what I'm using it for today. Cottonelle toilet paper was like having your bottom in butter. And now my bottom is not in butter and I'm not happy about it. And I would like my bottom to be back in butter. On that note, I'll, um, I'm starting to regret doing this podcast today. Just today's one. I'll try and do a podcast with no regrets tomorrow. I'll see you then. If you enjoyed this podcast, you will love our New Zealand Herald podcast, The Little Things, hosted by me, Francesca Rudkin, and my good friend, Louise Airy. We focus on all the little things that you can do to make a positive impact on your life and to cut through the confusion from the health and wellness industry. Join us every Saturday to hear from the experts for all the tips and advice you need. Just search The Little Things on iHeartRadio or wherever you get your podcasts.